Tectonic takes. I actually have a really, really, really special guest here today. Ooh. All you guys know him. Es una locura. Bienvenido. Welcome aboard, Fernando Fiori. How are you doing today? Deja, déjame, let, let, me, let me put the, the, the special effects sound. Okay. Exactly, exactly. What a pleasure. What a pleasure to be here with you. I'm I'm so happy and uh uh it's uh it's a real it's a real uh, honor to be able to be uh with you guys and uh, and having fun talking about something that we all love, uh football, soccer yeah. and uh and, uh, and and the history of uh, of this amazing sport that is uh more and more getting into the uh, beings and uh, and and the hearts of uh, of all of us here in the US. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful game. I mean, thank you again for taking the time out of your day to talk to all of us. I know we're not that big of a fan base in San Jose, but thank you for taking Are you crazy, your time. man? <laughs> a fan, one fan is more than enough to uh to be able to share our passion, our love. That's true. Our, yep. Our experience. So please, uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the the number. It's uh it, it's such a pleasure to be uh, you know, building the the history of the U.S. in my Definitely. case for the last for the last forty years. So yeah, and it's you, great. I know everybody that's listening to this is going to know who you are, but if they don't know who you are, where they where can they find you on Twitter or anything? <laughs> well, uh, uh, I've been I've been doing uh, I've been doing this uh, the communication business for the for the last thirty five years, mm. um, and uh, and now you know. I, I work in uh, Spanish television with uh, Telemundo and Univision for uh, 25 years, mm-hmm. so a uh, little less than half of my life. And and then I was uh, uh, lucky enough uh, to be able to uh, work also in the general market with Fox Sports mm-hmm. starting in uh, 2016. So it's a it's a it's a wonderful experience in in both languages. Uh, obviously, I you know my roots are from Argentina and Uruguay, mm-hmm. my family and. Uh, and and the Latino the Latino base <laughs> exactly you have you have some of the Rio de la Plata you have yep. the same Rio de la Plata wow, uh, wow. <laughs> uh, ancestors uh, so uh, for me it's a uh, it's a great it's a great honor like I said to be part of this uh, of this movement of communication especially for our Latino community yeah. Oh, Fernando, and, also- and then when I get the chance also to to do the famous crossover that many people you know talk about, but uh, uh, for me it was a it was a surprise because I didn't expect to do it. And uh, but then then again, uh, I'm glad that uh, we were able to reach uh, you know a different audience. And um, and now I'm you know I've been working well. Uh, COVID really derailed some of the projects, but uh, I've been working with Bean Sports mm. uh, in English and Spanish. Uh, I was working with Fox. Uh, until 2019, mm. uh, uh, doing a gold cup and so on. So we'll see what's going to happen next. Right. Uh, and I'm working also in uh, in uh, uh, Tigo Sports. I have my show in uh, Central America, in Honduras and El Salvador. Mm. Um, and uh, and I also very you know busy with uh, with the social media, Twitter, yeah. 
in Twitter, they can find me at, at Fernando Fiore. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is Fiore Oficial, uh, as well as in uh, Fernando Fiore Oficial in, uh, in Facebook. Um, I also am the voice, uh, one of the commentators and ambassador of the Inter Miami mm. uh, team of the MLS. Uh, so yes, David Beckham is is, is my boss, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we we were lucky enough, uh, although with uh, with COVID last year, that we were able to uh, to broadcast every single game mm. from our stadium uh, because we have the, the studio, the the radio studio, and the app studio right at the stadium. Oh wow! So we did all the games. We did all the games from uh, from our beautiful brand new stadium. Um, and uh, all, all the games that the home and away, we did it from there. Mm. And uh, and unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, to do a lot of uh, you know in person training sessions or, right. or travel with the team. But uh, we were able to uh, to at least be part and and be able to broadcast uh, live watching the game on yeah. our stadium every single every single home game. And then the away games, we were had to do it over the over the TV, but uh, it was a, it was a great first year. We have a, a wonderful support from our, from our fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many of the people around the world that they were be yeah. able to watch the games in the app, in the Inter Miami app. So it was, it was a great experience also. So that's what I'm doing nowadays. We are waiting now for April 18 to get our first game home against the, <laughs> against the beloved, LA Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the wrong podcast. Wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They hated LA Galaxy. They hated. LA Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, we used to be rivals until LAFC came, right? So <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, yeah, well, but yeah, but the, the California Derby is always gonna be there, right? right. The, the, the California Classico. Yeah. yeah, the Classico will be. It will be always there between you guys and uh, and the Galaxy. Um, yeah, with uh, with another with another rival in, in town, now it gets you know three teams from the same state. Right. Uh, you know a little bit. You know it happens with that with Orlando. We we hate Orlando <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they hate us probably. Uh, right, uh, right. And, uh, and that's why we have the rivalry with uh, with Orlando. Yeah. Uh, the Inter Miami. You know. You know we do, we just don't like them because especially because it's close and, and, right, and right, we have right. the chance we will have the chance eventually to go to the away games and they can mm-hmm. come over to our stadium also definitely so the rivalry will be there yeah and you just moved right do you want to show all the fans your beautiful view is that is that something we can get a little sneak peek uh no no <laughs> i don't i don't want to show because then then they say oh my god he's a <laughs> He's having the greatest time of his life, and uh, he, he just goes to the beach every day. <laughs> Trust me, he's good. He's good. <laughs> okay. He's good. Well, yeah, Fernando lives right in, right in front of the beach. I mean, look, he's the Florida king. He he got to live in front of the beach. That's what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> so. That's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Look at that. Look at that. In front of the plaza. Siempre. So, so. Look how important are you guys? I'm not at the beach. I'm talking to you. So you see, uh, <laughs> hey, you're hey. very important in my life. <laughs> you, you get to cover a club in front of a beach. I mean, San Jose is nice. It's just not that nice. Okay, so <laughs> different, different, different view, different view. So our first question comes from Taylor, and he asks, "What do you do for your mustache, and how is it so perfect?" 
<laughs> uh, well, the mustache has been part of my life pretty much since I since I grew up. So mm. <laughs> uh, no, I I I, I start I start to uh, grow. My my father my father used to have a mustache. Uh, mm. Rest in peace. And and uh, and my uh, my grandfather also was uh, have a mustache. So. And I don't know, maybe because I have a big nose, I decided to uh, <laughs> to distract a little bit the view to my mustache. So uh, I pretty much have it since uh, since I left high school uh, mm. for one year ban because I was in uh, I was in uh, at the Air Force in Argentina. It was mm. uh, it was a mandatory. It was mandatory back then in oh, the wow. late seventies. So I have to I have to go one full year to um, to the Air Force, and they they didn't allow facial hair so mm. i have to shave my mustache then but pretty much after that uh, i have it all the time uh, I, I i shave it a couple of times but you know what funny because uh, i was uh, i was doing theater back in new york in the early 80s and uh, and i have one one uh, one person that he was um, in charge of uh, of the department of uh, of facial hair for uh, facial hair for the Broadway shows, mm. and he offered to give it to me a, a fake mustache that was just like mine. So he prepared <laughs> one just in case that when I shave, I have a, I have my, uh, my, my mustache just in case, and uh, and I still have it. I, wow. The other day I saw it. I still have it around there. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know it's around here. When I when I move, I, I look at it and say, I still have this fake mustache that it was done in 1983, I think. Yeah. Or 82. <laughs> But it was a it was a famous it was a famous makeup artist. Yeah, he was uh, he was working in a in a in a big company mm. that he was doing all this all these props for the Broadway shows. Yeah, uh, beers and wigs and mustard, everything they had right. to do with facial hair. He was he was in charge of that, and he was my he was my uh, my theater teacher professor. And he says, "Listen, I will do one for you. You know, so you have it. So if you have to shave for something and then you need it for another play or." You know, you will have it. So it's funny. So, so the mustache has been taken care of by myself for the last fifty years. <laughs> you, 45, you, 45. you don't, you don't put any product on it, like some oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That um, I didn't have. I never had any problem with uh with uh with the mustache. You know, when we were doing uh fuera de serie because it was an mm. outdoor show and and the yeah. sun was out. But when I started. This is a this is something that I always tell everybody, and I always wanted to make sure that people know. Uh, when we started República Deportiva in Univision mm. in 1999, uh, they said, "Listen, your mustache look good when you are outside with a you know with a natural light, but in the studio with the lights on, it, it's it's a lot of white there. So either you shave it or you put something." And I decided to start to use just for men, and it was perfect. <laughs> But yeah. I started in 1999, and people usually think that it's my natural color, but it's not. I, you know, I, I retouch it every three weeks uh, or so, and sometimes I leave it completely white. Mm. Doesn't matter to me, and and but sometimes you know, for continuity with some campaigns, commercial campaigns, mm. that we have to get it darker. Yeah. So I still use just for men, and I, and I try to be a spokesperson for just for men for so many years, <laughs> but we never come to terms. They, wow. <laughs> they. They they never offer me enough to, uh, to, <laughs> that makes to sense, tell yeah. the people to tell the people. So I'm just doing this as a favor for them. Yeah. But uh, it's it's been a great product. Just for men, it's been a, a great product, and uh, and 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 it's good. Yeah, and that's hey. If you want to know Fernando Fiori's secrets, listen to this right here. No. That's right. Not, but, uh, it's not a secret anymore. I, 
yeah. I, actually, it was never a secret. The thing that that it was so perfect, the blend was so good, the color that people didn't notice. Right, right. And I said, and I said it is. I, you know, I remember <laughs> the, the makeup artist, at, you know, at Univision. I said, I tell everybody. I, I wanted to tell everybody that I'm <laughs> using just for men, and uh, and I would love to be. Look, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did something like that so we tell them listen you can have it like this white or you can use just for men to do this but uh, unfortunately we're still looking for uh for a sponsorship all right uh you know i gotta give him a call and be like hey do you know who this guy is <laughs> we should bombard we should bombard yeah, right. just for men and tell them <laughs> I'm tell, be tell, all, tell all the fans of san jose to call just for men and send them out Send them in Twitter. Say, listen, we right. need Fernando Fiore to be the spokesperson. It's funny, man. It's funny. We did we did this many many years ago, and uh, and we were we were we were definitely trying hard because I said, yeah. listen, uh, especially the La Latinos, right, 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 right. They don't want to admit that right. uh, that they that they do the colors. Yeah. And, uh, and and the problem is that I know because a lot of colleagues were doing, and I remember here in Miami. That, you know, rest in peace, the guy that he used to paint his uh, his mustache. But uh, this particular products are really good blending, so right. it was it was it was fine. It was fine for TV. Okay, yeah. Thank you for letting us in on that. Um, maybe yeah. one day, you know, I I'm gonna have to use it too. So I got. Yeah. I, got, I, I want my own Fernando Fieri just from him box. All right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we should we should call. We all should call him. Right. Let him know. <laughs> Perfect. So right before we started recording this, uh, Fernando actually was going to go prepare his hot water for some mate. So, I mean, we're on the same page here. I still haven't gotten yeah, my mate I, I, yet. I should check it out. I should check it out. <laughs> right, right. So I was going <laughs> to I was going to go get my mate because I need Leo to see that, you know, waking up, seeing a Uruguayan in the household. He needs to have a little bit of Uruguay in him. So. First thing I'm going to do is going to get a mate for, for Leo one of these days and, and make it a rite of passage. But as we wait for Fernando Fiore to come back with his hot water, <laughs> we're going to see, see his beautiful mate and see what he has in store. For all you guys that don't know, Uruguayans, Argentinians, and maybe a little bit of Brazilians drink some mate. Uh, Paraguayans drink mate, but it's hot or it's cold water instead of hot water. So that's like the biggest difference. Um, you see guys like Messi and Suarez. I'm back. I'm around back. <laughs> with Mate. Yeah, Fernando's back. Good. All right. Perfect. Oh, there it is. There it is. Let's see. Let's they see. Got you remind me. They <laughs> got you remind me. And for all and for all you listeners that don't know what Mate is, it's a drink that a lot of uh, Rio de la Plata, like Fernando was saying, these people drink because it's it's a caffeine, it's a cultural it's infusion. Thing. It's a it's a very yeah. infusion, <laughs> pretty much like tea. Perfect, yeah, yeah. So my abuela used to drink it con azúcar. She used to drink it with sugar. Many people drink it with sugar. <laughs> yeah. Some people drink it without any sugar. Some of the people drink it with little sugar. Mm. Some people put an orange on it or or, or, or different oh, wow. herbs. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was telling all the all the listeners here that Paraguay they drink it cold, so it's a little it's different than in Uruguay, Argentina type of deal. But yeah, in, in Paraguay um, they have a terere, which is cold, 
Mm. Uh, some part of Argentina also we have, you know, they drink it. In Brazil, South of Brazil, the gauchos also drink a lot of mate. Yeah, it was, yeah, a little bit of Brazilians do too as well. Um, all right, so perfect. You got your mate. I'm sure, I'm sure Matias Almeida <laughs> right, one right. of his at home. Yeah, I know. He, well, he's got to be like Suarez and Messi con el, <laughs> with the mate and, and, and the hot water always with them, right? They need to be... When you see them, when they come to the games, uh, Suarez is always coming like this. Yeah, always. The Uruguayans, always. The Uruguayans going all the way with the, with the thermo everywhere. <laughs> Argentinians, not so much. Right. Uh, Uruguayans, Uruguayans can drive with the mate in between the legs and, and driving <laughs> and shifting... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know how many times I've seen that? <laughs> a lot of times, but no, it's it's, our, it's part of our culture. So, so definitely, it's it's a, it's nice seeing Fernando drinking yeah. it right now. <laughs> Perfect. Very good. But but don't stir it too much, right? Don't stir too much. <laughs> no, just a little bit. Just a little. Bit. Okay, it's so because I stopped, I stopped a few minutes. I had another, I had another Zoom call before, and. And the water get cold because I didn't do it at the same time. So now, yeah, no worries. So you said you had a show in Honduras and El Salvador. That's right, Fernando. <laughs> and today or yesterday, we found out a pretty bad result with for the United States. For <laughs> us, for, for us pretty bad. For them, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. So a lot of your fans in Honduras are probably going crazy right now. They are very happy, believe me. Very, very happy. Uh, yes, we have a we have a show that we started last year um, during during COVID, and mm -hmm. uh, we started a show called Palabra de Presidente, mm. the the word of the president. And uh, and uh, it, it is a you know it's a really good show uh, in terms of a personal life and stories that I do uh, for mm. them. It's once a week. Uh, we do it Honduras and El Salvador. Uh, we do interviews with uh, friends of mine, and it's funny because uh, uh, one of my, two of my uh, my guests last year are good friends of Matias Almeida. Oh wow! Uh, one, yeah, one is Christian Vieri, and the other mm. one, even that uh, they are very close friends with Lele Adani, uh, mm. which they, they they used to play together in Italy, and they are yeah. like brothers. And uh, and uh, and Lele Adani, which uh, they, he used to play in Fiorentina a little bit in Inter. Uh, and uh, and they are very very good brothers with uh, mm. with with Matias and I don't know Matias personally <laughs> uh, and I so I, I told Lele last year I said Lele you have to connect me with Matias to do right. the show with him and I said yeah yeah next year next year when we do the second season this year we we probably gonna call Almeida and and do a and do a show with him uh, I'm a River Plate fan so uh, right I I, lo I love Almeida for they're all they're all ears yeah well you know fernando i'm gonna call the the quakes organization and i'm gonna say wait why can't we get fernando fiori in on these calls like we need we need a, a, some contact right i mean we have biggest, to man the biggest name we in have right the biggest. And, and, and we have a and we have common friends common friends uh <laughs> so we have to do that yeah. So what do you what do you think about the United States? I mean, was it their problem? I mean, the squad wasn't their A squad. Was it I was, they just um, didn't yeah. have the fight in them? What do you think? What do you think of the game? I was uh, I was talking about this topic uh, an hour ago. Mm. Uh, it's a very complex situation because now uh, everybody everybody will have their own opinion and they right. will have excuses or cover it and say who is responsible for this. Mm -hmm. The U.S. Soccer Federation, the coach, the players, the COVID, the, mm -hmm. the things yeah. that 
that they don't want to, you know, uh, release the players to do the Olympics, which is not an official, obviously, right. FIFA tournament. Um, but why we didn't do a little extra to get a couple of players to come over. Yeah. How come we are so bright and, and, and the future of uh, the U.S. soccer is so bright because the youth and so many players are playing in Europe in the biggest teams and so on. Yeah. And we cannot qualify in CONCACAF right. for the Olympics. Right, right. So how, how do we start the list to get, you know, all the people that they should be, you know, right. responsible for this? It's a very unfortunate situation. Uh, uh, I'm sure that we are all very mad, the ones that we are, you know, that we are uh, pushing for soccer to be relevant in uh, in this country. Yeah. Mm. And that right there, I mean, this was a big step to make soccer relevant. I mean, there's not that big of tournaments going on right now. So an Olympic soccer tournament would actually probably be on Fox Soccer or Fox Sports all the time. And that's another way to get eyeballs for soccer fans in the United States. And, and that's a missed opportunity again for the United States. It is it's so sad. I, uh, I uh, you know, I disagree with the people that they say, well, the important thing is the World Cup, you know, right. Don't be so, don't be, you know, so uh, disappointed now because mm. actually our goal is to go to the World Cup, mm. but you can, you can move the post further, you know, ahead all the time and say, ah, oh, right. well, this one doesn't matter. Let's now concentrate in the, right, you know, right. in, in the in the road to the World Cup because we didn't go to the last World Cup, right? Uh, you know, and and uh, and and trying to justify and look for the next tournament, right? It's not a sign of developing uh, a solid base. Uh, it it will be good after the huge, humongous disappointment of not going to Russia 2018, right? And and lucky that we have to get a good generation of players, right? Pulisic and and McKinney and Stefan right. and then Sargent and Reina and then we should have you know a good opportunity to go now to Tokyo and play yeah. in uh, in the in the Olympics and now we are looking out to September to do that right. when we start to the Concacaf yeah uh, yeah and then and then you know then is there is 50 50 chance that you right. go or you don't go which right. it will be you know, I don't even want to think about it, but right. you have to admit that if you don't qualify for the Olympics, it doesn't grant you for sure that you're going to qualify for the next World Cup. Right, right. There are different circumstances. I agree. Mm. There is different teams, everything you want. Yeah. But listen, you can always think about the future, the future, because the future is made of the things that you are doing in the recent past yeah. and the present. And yeah. you're building... You know, one brick at a time, you bring, you know, your right. house up. You can't expect that, oh, no, no, we're going to go to the World Cup and the house is going to look beautiful. Right. If you don't put one brick at a time to make the house look beautiful in 2022, it's difficult to uh, digest the elimination that we have yesterday, uh, you know, in the hands of Honduras. And, and Mexico... Again, Mexico qualifies every single time and this isn't Mexico's a squad. So that's not even right. That's not an excuse. The only bright spot about the United States team yesterday was that goal that Jackson Yule had, and he's our captain. So we were a little bit happy, but still. No, you, you, you might be happy. You might be happy. At least. We all know that he can, that he can, he can get a blast out of, right. Out right. of those legs and, and, and make great goals that they will translate eventually for, for your team. Uh, we don't want to play each other this year. I, I don't think we are in the schedule to play with Inter Miami. So, 
Yeah, no, no, no. no. We play Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. You so. play the other team from Florida. Um, <laughs> so, so we don't, we don't want to suffer you, you know, in the regular season. Let's see, let's see if we, if we both make it to the playoffs. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of us San Jose fans, we have other teams, so maybe we could pick Miami in the East. I mean, they like to spend a little more money than we do. You know, they live on paradise they got fernando fiori maybe we, we get you know if you guys get a uruguayo like uh nicolo deido or diego rossi maybe i have a second team who knows <laughs> yeah diego rossi yes nicolo deido not so much because he <laughs> he used to play for boca and I yeah right, play, right. So. <laughs> i like pipita wine better <laughs> yeah okay um so then looking at it i mean yeah, I mean, it's a disappointment on all fronts. Um, we're going to move into a little bit into Liga MX and MLS now. What do you think about the possible merger? I mean, wh- what do you think about MLS and Liga MX maybe playing together in a tournament? No, it's all talk. I'll talk. I, 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 think, it's a, I think it's a lot of talk mm. um, because of sports and, 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 and football and our, and our football soccer mm-hmm. – uh, we need to be in the front page of the news yeah. every day because right. there are so many things going on around the world that you know marketing wise and 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 promotion wise and and we and because we have competition for for all the other american sports right that right. They, that they that they you know everything they do they're going to make it the front page you know 11 billion dollars for the nfl right front page right. uh, lebron james trying to buy uh, the the boston reds front page right. uh, you know even even it's difficult sometimes. Maybe NHL is the one who's not making <laughs> front page news. But right, uh, right. And with all due respect to the NHL fans, <laughs> uh, but uh, but but in terms of in terms of that, we now we need we need to create news and and mm. and, and eyeballs every day. So oh, okay, let's talk about the Liga MX and, and MLS. I, I will say personally, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Yeah. But it's not gonna be. You know, in the near future, yeah. it, it, there have to be a lot of steps Definitely. to make sense to combine these two leagues that right, they are right, right. they are far apart. Right, they, uh, they have it's logistics. Yeah. logistics have to be really, you know, you know, uh, details that they have to be iron. And, yeah. and and we don't even you know we don't even have a, a pro and, and relegation. Uh, now Mexico doesn't have the relegation either for a couple of years. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the structure, the structure of our league, the MLS, as we know, is an umbrella completely different of uh, right. every single entity and franchise that like is in Mexico with mm. uh, separate owners with different salary caps and this. So there's there's a ton, ton mm. of of details to iron before we can say now is the Liga. MLX, MX, yeah. you know, it, 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 I don't, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Mm. And I think it has it makes, to do, it makes great news though. Yeah. I mean, I think it has to, it has to do with a little bit with the Chicago fire thinking, man, imagine if we got Leon here or, you know, Chivas, we would sell out a stadium because it's hard to sell out a stadium with just Chicago fire, you know? So it's probably those, those owners just, you know, chomping at the bit to get some sort of that, you know, that Mexican support from their cities. So, well, yeah, but the flavor, yeah. the flavor of the of the fans, you know, if you buy a couple of uh, players from uh, from right. those countries or uh, from Mexico, from Colombia, it's, it's been a, you know, it's been a part of the uh, of 
you know, of the strategy of the MLS from the right. very beginning. You know, you, yeah. if you have a team in Florida, uh, in, in Miami, you know, you, you contract a couple of players from uh, from uh, from Argentina, from Brazil, from Colombia, and then yeah. you have all those communities going into the into the stadium. If you are from from Dallas or Chicago, uh, you you bring Pavel Pardo, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, yeah, right, uh, you know, play and. and and you have tons of people, you know, going to the stadium. And, yeah. and the same thing, you know, with San Jose or with uh, Galaxy or, you know, we bring Carlos Vela, all the Mexicans will go to see the Galaxy. <laughs> we bring Chicharito. I know they're all going to go to see, I mean, uh, LAF, LAFC before and now. Chicharito, yeah. you get all the Galaxy Mexican fans. Uh, the same thing happened when uh, Chivas USA was right, there. Right. And, uh, and they say, <laughs> oh, we bring uh, we bring uh, Claudio Suarez, Trujillo, and Capron Moran, everybody, Paco Palencia. So... You know, it's, it's easier doing that, getting a couple right, of players right, from right. the community than trying to mix the two leagues. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And a lot of people say that we're Chivas USA now because we, <laughs> we have Almeida, we have Fierro, we have a lot of these. Now, yeah, now yeah, Chofis yeah, Lopez, exactly, right? So. You got a Chofis. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but but now, now we, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and now you you brought another another player that I used to watch in uh, in River Abecasis. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Uh, he, he used to play in River Play, and right. He was a, he was a good player back then, and a couple of things happened that derailed him from uh, <clears throat> from that stardom that he was uh, trying to reach. Uh, I wish him the best. I wish him the best now with, with you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, there were difficult times with River. We know that uh, at that time, and Almeida, uh, you know, first when they went to the second division and then he was coaching. <coughs> so we'll see what happened now, but I wish him the best to, um, to Abikasis. Yeah. And what, what would you say? Cause a lot of us fans don't really know what his play style is. Was he, was he fast? Was he very technical? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Well, like, like I said, that was, uh, <clears throat> that was many years ago, 2011 when, mm-hmm. I, when I, he was playing in river play. And um, it, it was difficult times for, for river, but he, yeah, for what I remember, he was trying to break in, like I said, to be a to be a, a major part of, of River, but mm. he didn't quite get into that. And and then he was he was traded, and I lost I lost contact with him. So I, mm. when I saw the other day that you brought Luciano Becasi, I said, like, "Oh my God, that that sounds familiar." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember him back then. So I had to go on Wikipedia and see how old he is, and yeah. and, uh, and, and what what were his uh, his clubs recently. I, and, yeah. and, I, and I was look and I was looking and say, oh my God, the guy the guy was doing a you know yeah a couple of different rounds around, but uh, whatever I remember for 2011, it doesn't you know yeah, translate into how how he's gonna play now yeah. 2021. <laughs> so, so leave it like that. Leave it like that. It's just a memory. Yeah. Okay. And did you know? Of course, you knew about San Jose earthquakes I, before. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Remedy in the other, in, yeah, you know, yeah. on the other hand, Eric Remedy because I saw him playing lately, you know, in Atlanta, yeah, in Atlanta, and we play Atlanta several times, right? So th- that's a player that I might, you know, that that uh, I was kind of surprised why Atlanta let it go, yeah, uh, and because because I saw him play, you know, especially the the when, when they play against us, and, mm. and and you know, and he was uh, you know, he was performing very good, and and he got experience of being in the MLS already. Mm. It's a different situation with uh, with Luciano. See, right. this is a guy who's already adopted here. Yeah. He already won championships with uh, with Atlanta. Yeah, he knows the league. He knows he knows you know 
what's going on. And I was uh, and I was looking the other day uh, that they were they were talking about um, the the preseason with Almeida mm. and and the double the double shift of the of, of the training sessions in Santa yeah. Barbara and so on. Uh, so he's more used to what's going on than adapting now to your team to San right. Jose and the new coach. Uh, remember that Atlanta, you know, after Martino, yeah, uh, it, it wasn't the same at all. You know, it, <laughs> it, it changed a lot of the uh, of the perception as a team, and they didn't have last year. They didn't have a, a good right. performance, and and, uh, and, uh, and and didn't do well at all. I saw <laughs> I saw them play, and yeah, Cubo uh, Torres and and mm. and, uh, and Julian Dam. They, they weren't players that they didn't make. The difference that they, you know, they might expect it, you know, in Atlanta, mm. they lost Joseph Martinez with the injuries right. and Almion. Yeah. But uh, still, Remedy, it, it was a, it was a, you know, a good play that they, you know, you might uh, get a benefit of uh, an experienced player in the MLS. Yeah, and my first thoughts about that transfer was that man, this is a really cheap transfer. <laughs> yeah, somebody... that's, what that's what I'm saying. I was surprised. I yeah. Was surprised. For someone that has a lot of already MLS experience and played for Almeida before at Banfield, this is a player that possibly could do a lot better for us too. So, and we were hoping that, you know, Jackson Yule would go to the Olympics, but now we're going to have him too. So it's this San Jose team actually might do some damage in the West because we do have that depth now that we didn't have last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you mentioned Banfield, uh, Almeida got, a, that was another good stint of Almeida. Yeah. Not only with Banfield and, Obviously, we all know about Chivas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, yeah, uh, you know, all, all this, all these, uh, all these young coaches, uh, you can say like Almeida, including there, and 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 Savarese also with with Portland and mm -hmm. uh, and um, Pareja. It's a little older, but uh, <laughs> uh, all this, yeah, all this, all this play. Uh, Diego Alonso last year with us in Inter Miami. Mm. They they benefit a lot when they bring players that they were playing under them in another team before, you know, that they know them well and they know how can they react uh, to the MLS or what do they expect from them right. from the MLS. Not all the time is going to be an, an instant success. Right. Uh, you know, it, you know, bringing, for example, Pizarro. Yeah, he's still he still is trying. He's struggling here in Miami. And, yeah. uh, and, and he started with a lot of, you know, Hubla and 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 then you know all the all the trips with uh with the national team going to Europe coming back the COVID mm. and so on and and the, the the critics that he have because he's been criticized so much in Mexico that he doesn't belong to the national team mm. I'm sure that that affects him you know uh, and trying to uh, to be a different player when he get to our team right uh, with these things I'm I'm telling you that. It's a lot of things that going on when you bring a player that they have no experience in MLS. Mm. And in this case with Remedy, uh, hopefully you will have a, a duel yeah. there. And, and he already knows how the travel works. I mean, that's a very gruesome scheduling thing because United States is so big compared to like England or compared. I mean, Argentina is pretty big too, but United States no, is no, different but animal. Argentina is close. All the, <laughs> all, the teams, all the teams are pretty much in, you know, in Buenos Aires. Yeah. So the further you have to go, usually it's a two hour flight, mm. you know, to Mendoza or not even Cordoba. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a close by. It's, it's not, it's nothing like you. <laughs> okay. Um, Going back to CCL, what do you think a MLS team has to do to win the CCL eventually? LAFC got really close. I mean, Carlos Vela put that team on his back. 
talking about Pizarro a little bit, Carlos Vela has become like poster child, golden boy of MLS transfers. And maybe Pizarro works out. Maybe, maybe, I mean, Trophy Lopez works out in the same way. So we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, especially for me, especially Pizarro, for you, especially Trophy. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the question was, yeah, what, what do, do you... we need to do? Get a little more lucky, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, I know that you have to help your luck to get, you know, the the ultimate, you know, goal and, and right. get the championship. But I, I feel somehow that lately it was, gosh, we were so close. And, right. And, and, and right there in the last minute that, you know, when, when the ball can bounce either way and we right. always bounce the way the Mexican teams, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. uh, and Almeida can testify that, right. and, uh, you know, and, 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 and last, and last year, the LAFC can testify that, that it was unfortunate because right. they were so close. And then again, um, then if you don't win, it gets, you know, the, the backpack gets heavier and heavier yeah. all the time because you feel the pressure more <laughs> and more. Right. And, and, and then, and then, uh, you know, logical, all the, all the pundits and all the Mexican press will go, <laughs> oh, you see, the MLS is still far, 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 far behind us, <laughs> but they never beat us. They never go to the, they, yeah, yeah, they are close, but they never, and now they don't go to the Olympics, and, and they didn't right. go to the World Cup. <laughs> so, you know, all those things get a little, you know, believe it or not, or you want it or not, it's annoying, and, right. and, and, the, and the players feel it, the the, the front office of the team feel it. Mm. The fans feel it also because you, you're looking for revenge. You're looking right. to finally get it to that point that, that you, you know, you beat the Mexican competition in a, in the final stage and, and, uh, and, and you claim, you know, that, that you, you know, you can beat the Mongolia. So every year is, is every year is more difficult, but right. uh, you know, in, in my opinion, we are not that far. Mm. But then when you go to statistics, we are far enough because we <laughs> win one single time. Right, right. So being close, being close is not uh, is not a real deal. Right. And just thinking about what the beauty of the CCL and, and the MLS teams, I mean, as a San Jose fan, I was watching the LAFC game, LAFC game ruining for LAFC. So that's the beauty of kind of this everybody in MLS roots for the team that's in the final or going for the final. And it happened with Montreal. It happened with Toronto. And now with LAFC, uh, maybe inter Miami is going to be the first team who knows. Right. So I uh, can't wait. Miracles, miracles happen. Well, this is something that is not going to happen. Uh, for example, in Argentina, we will yeah. never going to root that, that Boca will go. <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> right. anywhere because we, we were fans. We want them to be real bad. So, <laughs> We never, we never get behind. That's not a national team, right? Um, right. And, and in Mexico, it happens recently with with Tigres, you know, playing in the final right. of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, we all we all rooting for Tigres. Eh, not really, you know. Some of the Mexican fans, especially Rayados, they, they don't rooting for Tigres. Uh, um, sometimes, you know, and and I'm amazed because I, I've been following the Mexican league since the you know, the beginning of Republica Deportiva in 1998, yeah. where I really, you know, get, you know, concentrated on the, on, on, on right. the Mexican league. And, um, and, and, and the passion is there and the rivalry is there, but yes, 
like you said, with the MLS. Well, you know, if, if a Mexican team goes to play international, you kind of root for them, even if it's not your team. Yeah. But with us, doesn't happen. In Argentina, <laughs> in, in Uruguay, in South America, in Brazil, Chile, those things don't right. happen. Um, uh, here in MLS, also because, you know, we are a fairly new league. Right, right. And, and, and we try to develop, you know, uh, the importance of the league mm. uh, more than just the team. Because, right. uh, for example, in my case, I saw when I was young, I saw when uh, the old NASL went down and, mm. and I suffered, you know, deeply because I said, oh, the league is going down. My New York Cosmos was going down. Mm. So the whole thing disappeared. So, you know, at that particular moment, I was rooting for the league. I was rooting for any team mm. to make it so we can stay there. And, and it didn't happen. Right. Uh, so now... Even though the people say, "Oh, the MLS," but it's only 25 years, so right. we are only 25 years. So we are, we are, a, I would say, a fairly new league, you know, mm -hmm. compared to around the world leagues. So when you think in that terms, you want the MLS to do good. Right. You want the MLS to to, to settle down and, and to get a, a representative in the World Cup, right. in the club's World Cup, and and at, at the end, yeah, it's not your team, but you do care that our league. Looks you better. know, yeah. goes and looks good. So right. we're still in that process. So so hopefully we are rooting for all one team here. In Mexico, it's a little different now. They are starting to go the rivalries and they are not mm. all behind one team that represents the nation. Uh, in terms of U.S., even the even the team from, from Canada, you want them to right. win because right. we want right. the league right. to win. Right. No, but uh, I, was, I was just thinking, uh, going over in my mind, I was like, well, but we are the gold standard for newer leagues because out here in the J League, they look up to MLS like, oh, we need to be like MLS. We need to make sure that we get enough revenue and we have to follow that you know, mantra or that style of play or style of front office because they're doing a great job. So eventually MLS will get there, right? So we'll get that CCL championship. We'll get that we representation. Yeah. We are, we are, we are, hard, you know, we are trying hard. We know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how did you find out about the San Jose earthquakes uh, when you first heard about them? Oh my God. <laughs> I have a, I have a, a, a deep connection with, with mm. San Jose clash mm, mm. Um, from the very beginning <laughs> before the earthquakes. Right. right. <laughs> uh, I have a very deep connection um, because uh, back then in 1999, and uh, when we started Republica Deportiva, the league was, fairly new, only three years old. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I was supporting the league from the very beginning. And, uh, and I have a friend that he was uh, working with a San Jose Clash organization. Mm. And we used to have uh, the guests on Republica Deportiva every week. And, and I was bringing MLS players all the time. Some teams were more supporting uh, because they have more Latinos in mm. their team or, or because the, the, the PR person or the, or, or, or the, or the director of, 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 you know, of the press department yeah. was Latino. Mm. They were helping us more. And, and there are some teams, like I mentioned, the New York Red Bulls, because they have a great friend that he was, uh, he was the executive director yeah. of communications, uh, uh, Ernesto Mota. They, they provided us with their players for, for, for every single interview that we want to do wow. and, the, and the new jerseys and, and, uh, and all the news. And San Jose Clash was one of the teams. Oh wow! So I have a, I have in my, in my show, in, in our show, in Republica Deportiva, 
we have a lot of guests. Every time they were coming to play the fusion, mm. you know, in those years from 1998, 1999, when we started in 2001, every time they come to play to the fusion, we were inviting them to come to the show live. Mm. So, so I remember Ronald Cerritos coming yeah. in to our show and, uh, and Mauricio Wright. Mm. Uh, they were coming, they were coming to the show. And, and I have all my San Jose Clash originals jerseys with my name because, because this gentleman was always on top of that marketing and promotion and they wanted the clash to be on national television. So right. he, he was sending me all the, he, he, he used to send me all the, the jerseys, the new jerseys with my name on it. And, and I would show it on TV. So it was a good promotion for the San Jose clash. Right. Uh, uh, I remember that I went, I went there even before Republica Deportiva, we were doing, mm. um, if I don't mistake, we were doing the Fuera de Serie mm. in, 90, in 98. And, and I went to, that's when I met him. And I went to, uh, I went to San Jose and they invited us to go to see a game, oh, to wow. the stadium, yeah. uh, the old stadium, the Spartan stadium. Yeah, Spartan. The, mm-hmm. the, the Spartan stadium. So we went there and they gave us a, you know, a soccer ball with the logo and everything. So they were very helpful. And that yeah. happens in the beginning of the MLS. Like I said, especially the teams that they have a lot of Latino players right. or Latino that they were in the front office of, also with the DC United, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rest in peace. He just passed away. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Boris, that he used to be, um, you know, in a, a guy in charge of the communications at DC United. Uh, we always have everything we wanted. The jerseys. Uh, they brought us Freddie Adu. They brought me to my show, Marcelo Gallardo, mm. when, uh, when he was playing there. So some of the teams of the MLS were so open. Mm. And, and I have such a great connection that, uh, that I promote them like crazy. Yeah, and and San Jose was one of the teams. There That's why go. when you call me and everybody say, "Oh, I always have good memories about the old San Jose clash." I, <laughs> I I don't have, I don't have so many memories of the the current the San Jose earthquakes because yeah. it, it was pretty much a different time, you know, right. and, and 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 different situation. But in the beginning, when all the teams wanted to promote it, they were coming to us to our show. They were coming to me. They were sending. That's why I have my collection of over. 400 something jerseys because <laughs> many this is just part of it wow but uh m- many of the things they were sending me over and over and over every single jersey they have and uh for me to show in the in the shows and, right. and my collection is now over 400 something and many of those over there is they are probably from san jose clash i was gonna I, say I have, if you if you find yeah. it you gotta post it you know man imagine oh, having think, a set of say for Fernando fiori i did I think I did last year. Okay. Uh, but if I did, if I didn't, because uh, during uh, during COVID, the first years I did a I did a series of old jerseys. Maybe I didn't get to the one for the clash, um. uh, but I will look for it. Um, uh, <laughs> but I have it. No, because I have it. You know, every box right. got the name on it. So I see MLS here. And, oh, perfect. Would, yeah. It <laughs> have to be. It have to be somewhere around here. Uh, yeah yeah he's there believe me <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries <laughs> but that's awesome i mean that's so cool that you know san jose clash did that doing i understand why but to, to send you a jersey every single time they had a new one that's that's a great you know communication with them <laughs> plenty plenty red bulls i'm telling you red bulls was the one that that it was making me a fan because then when I lost the fusion, uh, yeah. I, I was a diehard fusion and I hate the New York Red Bulls. But uh, <laughs> because we were 
you know, very much in the rivalry. But right, then right. when the fusion folded, then my friend, it was like a, you know, the little kids when uh, when your grandparents or your godfather brings you the jersey so <laughs> you get, you know, you're a fan of that particular team. Right. And, and that's what they did with the Red Bulls. They sent me some so much gear, everything, <laughs> all the outfits, all the jackets, all the hats. All, and they, we even went to a pre-season in, uh, in Austria wow. with them. So they, they wanted to really, that's a good marketing. That's a good yeah. communications director. Yeah. That's a good promotion. You want, your, you want your team to be everywhere. And back then in the early 2000s, right. República Deportiva was the national TV show that they was talking about the MLS every single Sunday. Yeah. So that was the way to do it. That was the way to So I, I probably have more New York Red Bulls than any other team here because uh, he was giving me tons mm. and tons and tons of that. Uh, we got the chance to to interview Claudio Reina and Thierry mm. Henry and every single player. On top of that, the training facility of the Red of the Red Bulls was in in, in my old university in, in Montclair State in New oh, wow. Jersey. So I have a great connection with them too. So, so it was <laughs> kind of uh, now now that it, I, I broke his heart because now when we got the Inter Miami, then I said, oh sorry, dude, <laughs> now I have my own team. So I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. But I still, I still play, I still play every Saturday, you know, with my old friends, and I still mm. play with a with a Red Bull jersey because I have so many that I have to wear. Them. It's like, yeah, right, the grandparents' jerseys that they just give you every year. That's it. So, so coming back to the the, the, the original question, I have I have a good connection with the San Jose team from the very beginning. Right. I, no, I, I also have a couple of earthquakes uh, jerseys that they gave me, but uh, like I oh, said. Well. My my strong connection was with the Clash. Was yeah, originally with the Clash. And that's crazy. I mean, thinking about all the Latino population in San Jose and in California, that they didn't send you more, right? Like New York has a lot, but California has a whole bunch too. So I was, yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the, the earthquake is around here somewhere. <laughs> no worries, uh, Fernando. <laughs> I have a. I forgot I to ask players. you. I mean, this is a personal question, but do you have a Uruguayan team? Are you Peñarol Nacional? Maybe no, that Nacional, is... Nacional, Nacional. Nacional. My, my, <laughs> my family, all my family is a uh, is a uh, Bolso. It's a Bolso yeah. fan. Uh, so yeah, we are we are from. I used I used to watch it when I was a kid. I used to go mm. to the Estadio Centenario. Yeah. And, and watch El Clásico contra Peñarol, and, mm-hmm. and I saw I saw the players. Uh, that the old your 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 parents and your grandparents will remember, but uh, yeah. uh, back in back in the back in the seventies, uh, mm. uh, Manga and Masukevich and Mameli and mm. Forlan, the father, the father, yeah, the father of Forlan, yeah. um, and uh, Ancheta, Uvinia, all those players from the seventies. The World Cup, the nineteen seventy World Cup that Uruguay did really well in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Matosas that they used to play in River Play. So it, it was a lot of lot of players from that from that mm. time. And I used to go to the Estadio Centenario a lot. Mm. Yeah. It, so my in my family, it's my dad's a Nacional Bolso, and then my mom is Peñarol. So it, yeah, right. So <laughs> I had no. to choose. I had to choose, and I I like Peñarol. So I have a Peñarol fan, you know. <laughs> you know but I don't like that Boca, be, so that that's okay. A- that would be okay unless you really like Boca, then we will finish this conversation right now. But my my sister is a national fan, so it's 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 a it's right down the middle, you know, within our family. <laughs> okay, so where do you think 
San Jose lands in the standings this year after Abacasis and Remedi coming to the team, do you think they can make the playoffs? Uh, well, it's not without with those two players only. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have to rely on the whole team. Uh, uh, we have to be honest. You know, if you look at if you look at the past year, the, the earthquakes. You know, uh, after two thousand and twelve, uh, it's pretty much eight years of, uh, right. of suffering. Right, uh, like the U.S. With, Olympics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and especially, especially considering there's a lot of things that qualify for the playoffs. Right. So, um, you know, is you know, I know you fans in San Jose. You know, you have a lot of struggle for many years now. Um, so, whew, who knows how we're gonna rebound now with these right. players? I, I know Almeida is capable of you know of, of doing a lot of miracles and, right. and 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 he did it in the past. So you are in the right track with a good coach, a young coach with good ideas. Uh, then you also have a you know a, a, a bad luck with a, with a, such a nice person that I know for many years, Benjamin Galindo, mm. um, getting yeah. into the bottle of, uh, of yeah. you know health wise, and 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 that's right. another blow for you know for Almeida and the coaching staff and yeah. And uh, so we have to see how they're going to rebound. You know, last year, last year, it was, it, it, it was heartbroken. I remember <laughs> watching the game, uh, tying the game in the very last minute. You know, right. I, I met, I met Wando several times, but last year, last year I have a, I was with him in Orlando during the MLS All-Star game. Oh, we were wow. doing uh, something together with the MLS work. So I, I had a chance to, to chat with, uh, with Wando. And and um, I, I was rooting for him because I you know even though we are not friends so we don't have a you know a, a, a deep relationship but uh, I you know I always like his style and, and mm. you know very calm quiet guy that always delivers and uh, and I was very happy when he tied the game and everything right and unfortunately then uh, penalty kicks didn't go well man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they miss every single one I, right, you know, right. I don't want to. Re- and I don't want to remind you this. Oh, no. knows, but, uh, my, my, yeah, my point is that, you know, you know, you get into the playoffs and, uh, and, and then, you know, you exit that way. And so, uh, With, hopefully I mean, for you guys, it will be a, it will be a better, a better season this time and, and, mm. and, and try to make it to the playoffs. Certainly, certainly you added up some players that they will help. Yeah. Uh, but we have to see. Right. It's, uh, I mean, again, let, let, let me check the future in my Bubusela. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a little blurry here. It's a little blurry here. I, I, well, I can't with, see well. with a player like Chofis Lopez, I mean, the ceiling's pretty high, right? We're, we can possibly be looking at a Zellerain type of player, maybe, you know, yeah, coming off a, the second he's team. He's a good player. He's yeah. a good player. Chofis is a good player. I, you know, obviously, I, I remember him since he was a, a very young player. And, and, and mm. you know, I'm being... And being, you know, mentioned target of the great future and the great soccer player of, uh, you know, and, <laughs> and then we know that he didn't reach that potential. Right. Uh, but he's still but, a little uh, young. He's still young. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's still young and he still can develop. And, and who knows? He, right. he can play well enough to be, you know, fundamental in uh, in the San Jose Earthquakes. And, uh, mm. and uh, I mean, we cannot compare, but but take a look of Vela, like you said, you know, he came right. and he made it. Immediate, immediate, immediate impact. Yeah. And it, <laughs> different different situation. I'm not comparing trophies with Bella. Bella got an experience in the biggest clubs in Europe, right. Arsenal and, and 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 then another teams in in, uh, 
uh, Sociedad in, in Spain and so on. So it's a different story. But right. to be honest, to be honest, I don't think that many people expected that Vela will come to the U.S. and make a huge impact right. from the very first game. Yeah. Because, for yeah. example, it didn't happen with Chicharito. Again, not trying to compare mm. apples and pears, but, uh, you know, some players come to the MLS and, and not many did excellent job like uh, did an mm. excellent job like Carlos Vela did. Yeah. And uh, so it, it, it was amazing. It was a great miracle. Hopefully it will happen with another players. Like I said, you're trying to repeat that with uh, with Lopez. We're trying to do some kind of that with Pizarro. Right. Yeah. And uh, that, that was that came right after uh, Vela said he doesn't like soccer, right? And then he became the best player. That's in the another, well, yeah, that's another that's another <laughs> thing. There are some there are some players that they, they just take it as a job, you know. And, right. Uh, and they do a great job. <laughs> uh, I, so, I'm sure I'm sure yeah. not every I'm sure not every banker loves to work at the bank that's true. eight hours a day. <laughs> But but it, some of the bankers are you know very successful and they make tons of money and 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 good business for for that institution where they they work at and uh, right. same thing happened with lawyers same thing happened with uh, with a lot of people that probably uh, you know they are not in love with yeah. their job but they are but they are a good performers or a good employer. Okay, and so Almeida's contract is up in 2022, so next year. Do you think there's a possibility of him staying with San Jose? Or do you think that he has a trajectory that's going to take him to Europe or back to, you know, let's say. Uh, well, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, after his stint in Chivas, uh, he got a potential array of offers because he did a great job. Right. Uh, five titles in three years. Uh, Chivas research like uh like right. phoenix you know like, uh, <laughs> like and, and coming from the ashes and and, and winning and uh, so he was in a great position to be expected to move to a, a team in argentina if he wants to go back or a team right. in europe maybe that have to be one of the top teams but uh you know half of the table whatever yeah uh at this moment uh unless he does a, a miraculous with San Jose, it's right. not going to be the same position because San Jose mm. just qualified last year in the playoffs, which was, right. you know, it wasn't a great task. The same thing for us because pretty much everybody went to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, and, and the year before they didn't. Uh, so uh, then again, we know that he's a great coach, but yeah. usually the results are the one who decide at the end of contracts if you will have a lot of offers. Mm. If, if next year San Jose is champion of the MLS, it would be one situation. Yeah. Then maybe a lot of things we look at Almeida and say, "Hey, yo, this guy <laughs> with with no with no many resources, right? Not a, that, yeah, yeah, not a fantastic squad, right? Become champion. So maybe we can bring him on to a team in Europe or someplace else, right? If it's the other way around, then maybe the chances are that San Jose will say, "You know what, Almeida, we." We give you offer another contract because you're doing a great job, but we mm. know that you don't have a lot of resources, but you're doing the best you can with what you have. Right, right. So we believe in you <laughs> and we think that you can stay with us and, and make you know make things better, you know, as the as the year progresses, you know, yeah. and, uh, as you know more the team and more the league, and you got a better chance to get better, you know, different players or mm. so on. So 
it's a uh, you know the possibility is right. there, uh, and it will it will depend pretty much on what happened during the next 34 games or the next yeah. seven months and, right. and, and and we'll see what happened do you eventually want almeida to coach for argentina or no um i i think that i think that you know, they are that, put it this way. I think that, that another uh, very, he's a great coach for, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I'm not personally friends with Almeida, so I don't have to, uh, to tell you. And, and for, and I saw, and I saw his career and, and he did well in, in, in River. He did well in Banfield, mm-hmm. he did well in Chivas. He's trying to do the best he can with San Jose. <laughs> so I think that, I think that he's a good coach. Yeah. But uh, probably at this time, there are another coaches that are, the same age or younger than him that mm. they have more chances to be the next national team coach, mm. uh, the Argentinian. And, and the, the perfect, you know, example that we have on top of my, my head is Gallardo, mm. you know, the river play, yeah. you know, you know, a player that is pretty much in the same age with Almeida, but right. with such a success, yeah, like, like Gallardo got in the, in the last, seven years because with Nacional he was yeah. also a champion as soon as he, he get out from a, a player he got into coaching got a title with Nacional go to right. River win everything for uh, the yeah. last six and a half years and and he didn't go to the national team because I, I think the federation is, is so screw up in Argentina that mm. not many top top coaches wanted to take uh the Argentinian national team Makes you know sense, a yeah. lot of people talk about Simeone Simeone you know Mm. Is making tons of money and, and right. <laughs> in Atletico Madrid, he doesn't want to get involved. Gallardo is so comfortable in, in River, so comfortable in the senses, not comfortable that he's relaxing, but comfortable in knowing that he's placing the world and he can do a lot of things there. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't want to go to the national team. That's why we got Lionel Scaloni, which is yeah. no experience pretty much <laughs> of you know any coaching, and then he's the coach of the national team. Yeah. Because we have a lot of problems with uh with a federation. So coming back to the straight answer from your question, uh, he might, but I mean, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shot in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that gives us a little bit more an insight on how, you know, the things are in Argentina and maybe if he stays, Hey guys, if we don't make the playoffs, maybe he stays right. So (laughs) it gives us, Hey, you know, I'm a big believer in, if we get media to to follow the San Jose earthquakes or if, we, if we're bad and they say, oh, Almeida's doing so bad, but we still get those clicks and we still get the revenue of people watching us. I bet you there's a whole bunch of teams in Mexico that didn't know about San Jose until Almeida went. So I think this is great for the club. I, I honestly don't know how they landed that big of a fish to begin with. So it's just it's a nice ride as a earthquakes fan to just be like along I said, with this. I don't, I don't have a yeah, I don't have a direct line. With uh, w- with the front office or coaching staff in in San Jose, like I yeah. have in another team, so I say I, I'm a very good friend with Giovanni Savarese, so mm-hmm. I got more contact with the Portland Timbers. Uh, I have a great relationship with uh, Oscar Pareja, yeah, and, and and the people from Orlando, so I have more contact, uh, direct contact with them. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was a, that was a. I think it was a great addition to bring Almeida to San Jose. Yeah. Uh, but then that like like you guys are saying, and I saw and I saw the questions that the people sent me yeah. in uh in um in Twitter. Uh you know the reality of San Jose right. is, is tough. 
mean, it's, it's a tough situation. You are you're in a tough situation. You are you are not you know on the crest of the wave. You are right. you know trying to make things better. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Uh, LAFC is is in a great position. Right. Um, even Orlando now with right. Pareja and the new thing, I see them play and and it's a completely different team and, yeah. and it's in a in a very good position. Uh, uh, well, Seattle, we know that they're always, always there. Yeah. Columbus is the actual champion, and, and, <laughs> and they did they did well with all this. So Columbus is in a good position. Uh, you know, those teams are you know are, are contenders, mm. uh, real contenders. The rest of us are pretenders. <laughs> and, uh, and let's try let's try to make it. You know, right. And with with a team like because you you cover Inter Miami. With the pocketbooks of David Beckham and in everything that you can do, all the star power, I mean, it must be exciting every year, right? With us, it's is is Almeida leaving to Chile, you know, or is are we even gonna have a budget this year? So it's it's a chicken and the egg story, or what came first, the chicken or the egg? And is there a problem because we're San Jose instead of San Francisco, and we can't sell that many kits and get that many jerseys, but that that's our whole identity. We're not San Francisco. We're San Jose. We're this blue collar, but in the global marketing and global aspect of this problem, we're never going to get the funds of marketing and, and, and sponsors because we're San Jose instead of San Francisco. So that's just my whole thing on it. I mean, it's the whole chicken and the egg. What's, what's the, what's the problem, right? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, not everybody is New York. Not yeah. Everybody yeah. Is right. LA. That's, uh, but we are San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Look, uh, uh, if if you put it that way, look at Columbus. Right, they, right. They were about that's to true. lose the franchise. They 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 were about to lose completely. They have mm. so much turmoil off the field and 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 the ownership and and the team that they saved Columbus and they were right. they were almost disappearing and the franchise are great story. Austin and 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 so on. And then all of a sudden they are the champions. Right. So not, not every not every year, New York actually New York never won it. Right. Uh, it, it, not 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 every year is gonna be you know the big cities or the big markets the ones yeah. that they're gonna be champions. You know, uh, it's uh, and, and that's the and that's also somehow the parity of the MLS. You know, being with the salary caps and the structure that they have and yeah. no relegation. Right. Uh, uh, you know, somehow, I, I don't say it's good. I say that mm. the situation is that there is a parity that, you know, pretty much, you know, a lot of teams can, can become champions. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, you know, there are, yeah, of course, there are some uh, dynasties like this United or, or the LA Galaxy. Yeah. But, but, but no, but you can, you can see that Seattle was champion. Columbus was a champion twice already. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, and Houston, the move and ooh, everything. Ooh, ooh, been, <laughs> yeah, uh, they were they were champions, and, and and you know, so so you can see even yeah. the Canadian teams. The Canadian teams are also you know right. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto got a great yeah. run, a great run. Uh, so so we we'll see there is, there is hope even for the small markets. Yeah. Okay, we have a couple of questions left, Fernando. If that's okay, okay. Um, one of the fans asked. Why is MLS suddenly selling so much to the bigger leagues 
while it looks like Liga MX is doing the opposite, right? Instead, they're not really exporting that much talent compared to the MLS while they're buying in talent. What do you think? What, why do you think that's happening? Uh, um, there, I think there are cycles. You mm. see, there are cycles. Uh, uh, the MLS and the, and the U.S. soccer, we didn't have a, a, a lot of penetration in terms of sending players, you know, for a long time. And, and mm. yeah, one time we have Brian McBride, yeah. Donovan Cannon Four, uh, J- um, Dempsey. Altidore, uh, yeah. Tim Howard, all that stuff. But, but they were far in between, you know, or, or yeah. one here, one there. They were not on the top team. Many times you didn't know where they were playing because mm. they didn't score every week and they didn't play in the Champions League. Right now, all of a sudden, all the and they weren't the younger ones. I mean, right. except Donovan that he went very young and said, or, or Pulisic went. But this is the new thing. Pulisic yeah, is right, the new right. ones. When with Pulisic, we start to all of a sudden they're all all these young players that were going to Europe and the Pulisic and McKinney yeah. and uh, Stefan and, uh, and Reina yeah. and uh, Josh Sargent. And, and then all of a sudden they're playing in the big teams and they're scoring with Barcelona right. twice in a game. <laughs> you know, so there is a huge right. market there and, 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 it's a, and it's a huge window to see all that. Uh, Mexico, you know, no long time ago, we have a lot of players that they were there, Guardado and Jimenez mm-hmm. and Chicharito. Chicharito was playing for the biggest teams, you know, Manchester yeah. United, Real Madrid. Uh, then in, in, in Germany, you know, there were players there, but then all of a sudden, teams in Europe decided to go with younger players from the US, many of them that they are there in Europe, Already, even yeah. with that, yeah, at the younger age, they were starting to develop in, in their academies. Right. What happened with Pulisic or with another with another players mm-hmm. uh, and, and players that we don't even know their names and all of a sudden oh they are great in in, in Holland you know right. and, or Belgium or whatever and and then oh yeah he's the son of a father <laughs> yeah. that was in the marine and uh, you know in the military services and and, and, <laughs> and and then there are so many names that you never heard right. before like uh, like Munza right uh, yeah his- Munza <laughs> now it's a huge he's the biggest thing on earth and Munza is now. Oh, he decided to go for the U.S. I bet you 99.9% of the people didn't know what Musa was or <laughs> where he was playing. And, uh, and and I'm probably there in the 99%. Yeah. Uh, so well, his, his mom was on vacation in America when she had the baby. So it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> so you know what I mean? So there are things that sometimes, I, I, I wouldn't say fashion, but I would say right. circumstances mm. that it happens, that, that, that why... All of a sudden, all the young U.S. kids right. are, you know, are having a great careers in Europe at the early age, and Mexico is not sending players to uh, to Europe. Mm. But, it, but it happens, in, you know, there are cycles, yeah, and, and, and many times, you know, it happens also not only with Mexico and the U.S. It happens to Argentina too. You know, many times we were sending so many, and we still sending so many players from Argentina to Europe. Mm. Then all of a sudden, you see that. Maybe there's, you know, their springboard is in uh, is in the U.S. in the U.S. or in Mexico. Mm. You see a lot of players that they don't go direct to Europe. Right. Sometimes they come here. Uh, the thing with uh, Altamirano uh, mm. that you know that Almiron, I'm sorry, with Almiron, oh, Almiron, Almiron. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Almiron that uh, that that he's not Argentinian, yeah. but that he came from Argentina. 
he came to the U.S. Right. He played really well at Atlanta. Then he went to Europe. And now right. in the beginning, he struggled. And now he's playing much better. So Almiron, yeah. you know, he, he, he passed through U.S. To go then, to go to Europe, right? Uh, there are examples of everything. If, if mm. you look at, you know, if you look with a, you know, with a good eye, you will find that there is a lot of different situations that it happens sometimes, and cycles are, you know, are cycles. Sometimes, yeah. who knows when is going to be the next time that we have so many young U.S. players in Europe, uh, and and maybe you know, start a cycle like all the young Argentinians will go to Europe direct. Yeah, uh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, and another player I thought was going to make that springboard leap is uh, Pavone. I mean, I know you don't like him. He's from Boca, but he he, no, but I, he, he lost he lost against us all the thing, all the time. So I, I don't care much about. But every time he played us, I mean, he made our backs look look silly. Like he looked like insane talent wise. And then yeah. another player that we have is a uh, Christian Espinoza. He might be in the MVP MVP talks next year because he's a great player. So. Another, another. I think a uh, Boca guy as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the case, the case with Pavon, um, he got problems with Boca and, and back and forth. Yeah, Skeloto, another young coach that he knew him from uh, from his previous team. He brought it also to LA. He did a good job in LA. Mm. Uh, maybe it was overshadowed by Slatan. Uh, right, that, but, right. But he did he did well there. Uh, Pavon is a Pavon is a is a good player. Um, oh. Even though you know he's from Boca, but uh, <laughs> no, no, but he's a uh, he, he's a, he's a uh, he's a good player. But but there uh, um, they have to be surprises all the time because sometimes right. you don't know who's coming and, and and then all of a sudden he's a great star. And and one of right. them is the Uruguayan Rossi for right. me, a great player, a right. great player. And, and and they have a, yeah, and they have a, and they have a great. Great success career with uh, yeah. uh with uh, with the Lays and right. uh, and and, um, and you know there are some players that you say oh my God he's uh, you know he came in and, and then all of a sudden he's a it's a huge star right and, and, and I like, think, and, and I think that Rossi could play in Europe to easily yeah he, he can really go there uh, the thing with Almiron it was it was let me tell you it was really good because I saw him he was a very good player I remember him from Lanús. In, in in Argentina and he mm. was and and he was he was uh, a, 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 a really good player and uh, and now there are other players that they come here to US because uh, they know that they have a stability they you know they they might feel that they don't they cannot jump to Europe because in Europe they're gonna be probably in the bench mm. because so many stars are going direct to Europe and they still go to the bench mm. it, it happened in River for example with a with Palacios, Palacios, when they went, they went to Germany, and yeah. and and for us in River Play, it was the man, yeah. you know, uh, after you know, uh, Pity uh, Martinez, mm. and 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 Pity Martinez came to Atlanta. Yeah. For us in River, he was the man, You're right? And 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 2018, mm. the last goal and everything, and he came to Atlanta. Yeah. He got. He got the board. He got the yeah, board. On yeah, a, that on was a crazy story. <laughs> and then he ends up now at the end of the world, and 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 we lost him. 
Right, and right. He, but he's probably making a lot of money. Right. He probably not. And, he's making a lot of money. And at, so and, he's happy there. Yeah. And Atlanta wipes their hands clean. I mean, pays 18 million. And then this big, or like this uh, Saudi Arabian club just, okay, we'll yeah. give, I'll give you 19 million for, okay, yeah. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. And, and, and he was really good. And, and he passed by the MLS, right. you know, with his eyes closed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, there are many circumstances that you don't right. know how they're going to develop, you know, in, in their teams. No, definitely. And then we have two more questions for you, Fernando, if that's okay. Um, this one is Shoot, a little... Shoot before I leave. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, having seen the soccer community grow in the USA over the years within the Latin American community and in the community in this country overall, how excited are you to see USA, Canada, and Mexico host the next or the 2026 world cup it's absolutely fantastic uh, mm. uh i i think that you know i was uh, i was there in 2010 december 2nd i was in Zurich when mm. uh when fifa decided uh, i think they made a big mistake of not uh awarding the u.s uh the 2022 mm. um world cup uh and, and when we know that picking up qatar and then development then then right. you know in my personal opinion, I think, it, you know, it went to the FIFA gate because of that mm. decision in 2010. Right. Five years later, the FIFA gate exploded like a bomb in your hands. Yeah. And, uh, but coming back to your question is that it's great that I was in uh, I was in Russia on 13 of June 2018 when they announced that U.S., Canada and Mexico will do the, the World Cup in 2026. And, I, you know, it's a no brainer. You know, it's a region that they can they can uh, organize the very first World Cup with 48 teams where mm. you will need more stadiums, more training facilities, uh, a great connectivity, right. uh, good technology. So, uh, you know, there are three great countries with a lot of, you know, resources. Yeah. And one of the countries, Mexico, with a lot of, you know, the passion. Right. And, and then the other two countries, especially U.S., I, I'm not so familiar with Canadian story of, uh, of mm. football, but the U.S. with a lot of Latino influx and, and a lot of, uh, uh, of U.S. Uh, mm. kids that they play the game and, and, the, and the U.S. girls that they are absolutely fantastic. And you can see yeah. their history. And, and not only at the highest level, but also in the, in the you know, as a kid. So I think it's a, it's a great push for the, for the, for the three countries. Uh, for us specifically, I, I hope, like I said, I hope that we are not looking forward to 2026 and we start to look what's going on now. And yeah. at the beginning of our interview, uh, I feel sorry for unfortunate don't get into the Olympics. Yeah. Now, hopefully, we will get to the World Cup in 2022 uh, and and then keep developing that that passion, you know, of this young league. But the history of soccer in the U.S. it, it goes all the way back to the to the early 1900s and, and we were yeah. there in the very first World Cup in 1930 and it, we did who a great won that? Job. Who won it? Who won it? Yeah, no. <laughs> no unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> from my from my side of the family in the Argentinian side. But um, but uh I, like I said I you know I'm 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 the biggest supporter that you can find of the soccer in the US and uh, yeah. and and I see the I see the good times now and, and and you know and how we are the good times in terms of soccer and passion and league and I saw the very bad times when we closed our league in the 19, early 1980s, 1983, when the NASL closed it. I saw that we didn't qualify for 86 World Cup. 
I right. saw the good time started in 1990. I saw the very valley not qualifying for the 2018. So mm. uh, I see them all, man. I uh, right. <laughs> I I wish the best for for our community. Right. Okay. And and the I mean they're talking a little bit about that Argentina Uruguay 2030, right? I mean we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, not an easy task. Not an easy task. <laughs> our countries, are, you know, are, are suffering in a lot of other aspects, right. and uh, and 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 it's going to be more difficult to organize a World Cup with forty-eight teams when you need a lot of stadium training facilities mm. and, and a lot of other things. So uh, it's going to be difficult. And it's not an easy task. They can't play all in the Estadio Centenada. <laughs> yeah, all that the would games. be organized. That would be nice. <laughs> And last question, what was it like working with Alexi Lala, Stuart Holden, and Rob Stone on Fox? Uh, yeah, it, um, it was absolutely a new <laughs> a, a new thing for me because I, you know, previous to that, I, I, I used to work only in Spanish television for mm. 25 years. And, uh, and, and, and my roots and my audience and, and my community, and it was a, a, different, a different thing. When they called me, when they call me to uh, to be part of the Fox Sports, and uh, you know, I I wasn't looking for the crossover like mm. many Latinos wanted to be in Hollywood or want to sing in English or want to be working on and, and on the general market TV. You know, mm. for me, I was very very you know deeply thankful to all my Latino community and the support that I have for twenty five years, uh, almost yeah, almost twenty seven years. Mm. So. Uh, it was a great opportunity. They call me. I, I tell them that that I was gonna bring my own brand, and and, and I wasn't gonna change my style. And they they say no that they want me to be like that in the in Fox Sports. That's and perfect, I think it yeah. was a great combination. It was yeah. a great combination. And the people love it, and they embrace me so well that I that I love the English speaking audience, and I love them, and I thank them so much for for all the support mm. uh, because of every time when we did. Uh, Copa America Centenario 2016, uh, when we did uh, Gold Cup and, and uh, Confederations Cup mm-hmm. uh, in the 2017, when we did the World Cup 2018, when we did the Gold Cup again 2019, yeah. and the Women's World Cup, the people all uh, they were always supporting me and say, "Oh, we love, we love that you tell Alexi Lara's the way it is, and you don't, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't you know, you don't retreat and you don't go back." And if you don't, I said, "Listen, that's the way it is. You you just mentioned." Alexi Lalas, uh, Stuart Holden, yeah. and Winalda was in the beginning also mm. when, when I started with them. Uh, Ali Wagner, which mm. is uh, an ex-player. So they're all ex-players. Right. Except Rob Stone, that is, you know, the, the host of, usually the, 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 yeah. the host of the shows. But they were all, all the other they were all ex-players. So I was the only one who wasn't an ex-player. <laughs> oh, Hercules Gomez. Hercules Gomez was there also. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Barton, all of them ex-players. So I was the only one who was the voice of the fan. Mm, Right, right. And sometimes they think that the only opinion and the only good thing is because they know because they were in the locker room and because (laughs) they used to play and because they play at the highest level, you know, Europe or Olympics or the national team, like Lala's and World Cups. I respect them very much, but Mm. they have a different view that sometimes the fans, we don't have that view. Yeah, yeah. And like course. again, I, I didn't study journalism. I'm an actor. I study different things. So mm. uh, I'm I'm a fan first, and and I have a different point of view. But I've been doing communications much longer than they did all together. So right. I have another view. 
You know what I mean? And and if I didn't agree with what Lalas was saying, or, or, or Holden was saying, and that's why we clashed many times. Yeah. Because say, <laughs> I remember, I remember last two years ago when when Stuart Holden told me, "Oh no, the Gold Cup, we are doing great, but we are doing." I said, Stuart, defense don't lie. The U.S. national team in this Gold Cup, <laughs> we, we barely beat you know teams that they, they don't mean much in in, right. in in the whole world, and we get to the final and we lost. After I say that, no, no, you don't understand because uh, uh, because I'm I'm an ex-player and I know what's going on. And like, <laughs> dude, I don't have to be an ex-player. I see the fans in the stands and we don't like this team right. and we don't like what Greg, Greg Behalter is bringing. No, Greg Behalter is having an idea. I said, listen, we don't like the team. We're not in love with this team. <laughs> Fast forward a week, we lost the final. Right. We in Mexico on our soil, in Chicago, in right. our stadiums, with the support of our fans, you know, and now I saw him yesterday also <laughs> trashing the whole situation of the Olympics that they are not going. So sometimes, you know, they have a different perspective that you have to balance in the broadcasting. That's right. why you can't have all ex-players. Right. Because all ex-players, I bet you none of them sat not even one tenth of the times in the stands watching a, a you know a game like right. I did, because they were playing, they yeah, were yeah, on the yeah. field, <laughs> yeah. and then when they become, uh, you know, pundits, they were from the from the cabin, you know, doing the game. But I sat on the stand for many, many, many years, and I still right. do, even <laughs> though when I when I'm going to work, I still go and sit in the stands with the fans to see what they say, to see, right. to talk to them. They don't do that, so. Uh, it was a great experience and mm. hopefully it will be a great experience. I, you know, I work in freelance with them. The thing is that I, I live in the East Coast, they are in right. the West Coast. So it's difficult for me to go and do, a, you know, weekly shows. They have Maurice Edu, another one, ex-player. Yeah, right. All ex-players. Uh, Kobe Jones. Right. Tony Mayola. <laughs> I work with all ex-players. You know, they have a different view. Right, Even when, right. we went to the work, when we went to the World Cup in 2018, we have the show at night. They all were ex-players. We have different views, and that was fine. That yeah. was the balance. Uh, maybe they didn't like it much that I right. was, you know. <laughs> but they, they, yeah. As an ex-player, the people love them. We love it, I, yeah. Every time I was going to the stage, I said, tell, tell Lalas the way it is. He's annoying. <laughs> you know? I said, hey, listen, I respect Lalas. He's a great ex-player. He got his point of view, and I love right. the guy. And I think that it's great that we have different points of view. Right, but, right. I was very surprised that a lot of people love the 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 actual situation that I was, you know, telling the way we thought as fans, right. and that it was a different opinion, and uh, and 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 that shows that shows right. in the Fox Sports uh, broadcasting that it was a completely different thing uh, when I was you know mixing with them, yeah, and and not and not only the voice of an ex player, right? And what, so what I, I chose- love the guys. I love Rob Stone. Yeah. I love Lalas. I love Stuart Holden. I love all Hercules Gomez and Winada and all of them. But if I don't think like them, I will let them know because yeah. uh, that's that's what I think. And it's funny because when I when I first approached uh, my bosses in, in Fox the first time, I said, "Listen, I don't gonna go and fight Lalas just because I want to fight him. If I agree with him, I will I will agree. That's right. it." So it's not gonna be stage. This is mm. not gonna be oh, I'm the good guy, the bad guy, and that's good. Fight yeah. To create audience, no. If I agree with him, fine. If I don't agree, we'll have our differences. Mm. 
Okay, yeah, it, it, I chose that I gift hope, perfectly. I hope we can do it again. I hope we can do it again. We have right. the 2022 World Cup. We have the Gold Cup. We have the 2026 right. World Cup. So hopefully uh, we can we can work together again. Unfortunately, we didn't do that in 2018. In 2018, mm -hmm. after the good run, the pre-run of the World Cup, that they have the chance to be in the games with them. Then in 2018, I wasn't included in the with the with the broadcast of the of the games itself. I had the show at night, mm. but I didn't have the chance to interact with them during the games. So in my personal opinion, I think that we lost that thing that the audience loved it. Right, was, right. We finished the game and and, and uh, before the game, Argentina, Argentina, US, uh, uh, Copa America, Centenario. Oh no, US is gonna win. Lalas, oh, US is gonna win. Holden, oh, US is gonna win. Because we are here. Oh, I like one. Oh, US is gonna win. Fernando Fiore. I said, guys, <laughs> I think that we have a better team. Argentina got Messi and team. We're gonna no, 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 no. I was the only one who picked Argentina 4-1 of course. <laughs> See, guys, I mean, I understand that we cheer for our team because right. I'm I'm American. I live more years right. in America than in Argentina. So I love US and I love right. to be here. I have my US passport. We have to cheer until one point. <laughs> no, but so we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happened now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because in in Latin America or in at least Latin communities, you love that, right? You love to see the passion in fighting, right? You know, the the entertainment and having different opinions. But maybe they they were thinking, oh, the English media likes you know feeling. It's a it's a different thing. It's yeah. a different thing. I, like I say, I respect them all. Yeah. I have a different opinion and I don't do fights just for, for entertainment right. for the to do ratings. I do it when it's when it's the right thing to do. And if I think that it's a, my opinion is different. Yeah. But, uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, but Fiorano Fiori, it's been a great time. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I mean, you from the Mate to the Inter Miami to, to, to the beach. I mean, everything. It's been a pleasure. Are, are you coming to Tokyo or or you Arigato. 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 Yeah. Um um oh no i don't think so, mm. so because uh, the first of all see that the olympics they don't they don't gonna they don't gonna leave people from uh right, from right. outside japan to visit um and and unless telemundo hires me and send me there uh i <laughs> wait, I, 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 I don't think wait, i had wait. a chance i love the olympics i have the olympics i i went to uh to different olympics and uh, mm. especially i remember the one in england That right. were fantastic. I, I was here in '96, also. I, mm. I I went to a lot of um, a lot of venues, but uh, this year it's very complicated. Uh, and because uh, of COVID, yeah. But yeah, uh, they we COVID don't... and Telemundo got the rights, so I right. For, I don't think that I, I will be involved into that. And uh, I mean, we don't make too much money, but I'll, I'll fly you out here, Fernando. I will, we'll do our little little show. <laughs> Come in. Yeah, right. Come in. Huh? Maybe, maybe huh? if I if I throw in some mates in there, you know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And look for just one man. Maybe they can sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, but I'm 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 actually gonna work on getting you a, a <laughs> there you go, there you go, just for men. I'm gonna work on trying to get you at least a contact with Almeida because you should. I mean, you're you're yeah. Fernando Fiori, so I'm gonna email them, make sure that that happens, but Maybe we get Just for Men to sponsor a flight out to Tokyo. I mean, I can go. just say, Sos mi tío. You know, we got to get it happening. <laughs> Very But good. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank uh, you. all the fans thank really you. appreciate you taking the time out of your busy, really busy day and, and gracias, uh, answering all of our questions. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Mira, se está por terminar el partido, mira. <laughs>
<laughs> Muchísimas gracias, Fernando. And gracias. all we have to say is uh, go earthquakes in Miami, right? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.